word, go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Hey everyone, this is Ben Kissel, and these are the Dumpster Fire Chats. I want to thank everyone who sent in some emails to BenK721 at gmail.com. That's BenK721 at gmail.com. You're all amazing and wonderful people. Um, all right, the email I want to focus on today comes in uh, from a listener named Fernando. Uh, she's got a fascinating email here, and I want to get into it. It's about Mike Pence, and the subject is, can we talk about Pence? Of course, uh, the former Congress uh, from Indiana, the former governor of Indiana, and now the current vice president of the United States. Can we talk about Pence? The email reads, Hey Ben, I follow a few political groups on Facebook and occasionally read Jezebel, and what I see in the comments is that people and women do not want Trump impeached because it means a Pence presidency. I personally wouldn't mind Pence as president, and I say that as a woman who has had an abortion and takes birth control meticulously. I also have a gay sister, and the reason I wouldn't mind is because I'm also an immigrant, and I have my green card only because I married a citizen. I used to have a DACA card, and my parents are still undocumented. I live in constant fear that I will get a call that one or both of my parents have been arrested and deported. What do you think? Besides those two issues, Pence probably won't get us into a nuclear war, or really any wars. He seems pretty level-headed on things that don't involve abortions or gays. Anyway, love last podcast on the left. I'm just recently into Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. I knew I would love it. Just had to give politics a break. Uh, and uh, hail yourself, Marcus and Henry. Thank you so much for writing in, Fernando. And you're right. This is sort of a common sentiment uh, amongst people that Mike Pence is crazier than Donald Trump. And Donald Trump made a very good strategic decision putting him on the ticket because he's the only one uh, that would be scarier to the American people uh, than Donald Trump. But let's just go down this checklist of things that you discussed. Uh, Number one, let's talk about the issue of gays. Uh, Mike Pence is about as bad as a politician can be when it comes to gays. Uh, It's unbelievable uh, what the policies who put forward. As recently as 2015, Pence signed a bill permitting Indiana business owners to cite religious beliefs as a reason to refuse service to gay and lesbian customers. 2015, and we're dealing with um, segregation issues uh, that we thought were uh, dealt with in the 60s. They're back in full effect, and gays and uh, individuals who identify as trans uh, are on the front lines of the new segregation. Also, this is horrendous, what I'm about to tell you about Mike Pence. He advocated the use of public funds for gay conversion therapy. Gay conversion therapy. Advocating public taxpayer funds to gay conversion therapy. These are the same... um Republicans who uh, pretend as if uh, taxpayers shouldn't be financing things that they disagree with. In the Republicans' case, of course, things like abortion. Uh, This is unbelievable that taxpayer dollars in Indiana were going to or proposed to go to buy Mike Pence to gay conversion therapy. This is one of the worst forms of therapy. And I use the word therapy in air quotes because call it what it is. It's torture. There is no denying it. There was a book written by Gerard Conley 
Uh, he survived gay conversion therapy. Uh, he lived to tell the tale of what gay conversion therapy entails, uh, as opposed to many of the individuals who commit suicide while going through this demoralizing, uh, dehumanizing uh, treatment. These are the 12 steps that Gerard Conley wrote about. He writes the 12 steps, tools for personal change. This is a man, again, who survived gay conversion therapy. He writes, we admitted we were powerless over homosexuality and compulsive sexual behavior, that our lives had become unmanageable. Compulsive sexual behavior, this is birth of a nation type stuff. This is a classic trope uh, that people in power use to create a culture of fear around minority groups, around uh, disenfranchised um, individuals. Compulsive sexual behavior as if they are predatory, as if they have no um, you know, uh, ability to uh, constrain their sexual desires. I mean, it's, it's vampiric in a, in a strange way. It's absolutely insane. It's almost, um, they treat them as if they were zombies, uh, but they don't have a lust for blood. Uh, they have a lust for uh, compulsive sexual behavior uh, with other men or women. Uh, he also writes... Uh, another tool for personal change came to believe that Jesus Christ could re restore us to sanity. This whole notion that being gay is insane to begin with. Uh, and of course, again, government funds were going into this. Taxpayer funds were going into gay conversion therapy. Talk about the separation of church and state not existing. Uh, crinkle that up and throw it right in the trash. These individuals came to believe that Jesus Christ could restore us to sanity. And they have to go through these steps in order to get out of the gay conversion therapy. And of course, many of them did not get out. As I mentioned earlier, many of them committed suicide. He said, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of Jesus Christ. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Again, just being told when you go to these gay conversion therapies uh, courses... Uh, these treatment centers, these torture centers, you're young, you're 13, 14, 15 years old, you, you're having a difficult time uh, searching for your identity when you're straight, not to mention when you're gay, specifically in some small Indiana town uh, surrounded by people uh, who are heterosexual. Uh, you know, so you go to these places, and all you want to do is be normal. All you want to do is fit in. All you want to do is be one of the, uh, of the cool kids in the crowd, uh, be popular, just not have any abnormalities whatsoever. And then you go to a clinic full of adults who should know better, who tell you that everything that you feel, everything you think, um, all of your desires are insane, immoral, and against God. How do you think that makes a person feel? Hence, uh, the rates of suicide are so high. Admitted to our Heavenly Father, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Again, what have they done that's wrong other than had uh, natural feelings? Uh, sexual orientation is so ingrained in who the human being is. Everything that they are telling them uh, that they feel is wrong. I mean, the emotional toll that this takes is unbelievable. And again, that's why I say it's torture. This is Guantanamo Bay-like tactics. We're entirely ready to have our Heavenly Father remove all these defects from character. Defects Again, just demoralizing, dehumanizing, uh, criticizing a person at their core. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings, made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. 
made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admit it, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our relationship with Jesus Christ, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. So this is just a total deconstruction of self. And then they rebuild the self with the, with the tenets of Christianity. I mean, and this is why the amount of uh, depression rates are just astronomical within the gay community, specifically with kids who do come from these isolated counties, cities, and states. So Mike Pence, you know, when you say you have a gay sister, imagine uh, if she was uh, forced to go into a treatment center, the one that Mike Pence wants public funds for. That's why, uh, you know, he is just he is truly atrocious. Now let's go to immigration. As a as a congressman, Pence co-sponsored a bill in Congress that would have eliminated automatic citizenship for children born on U.S. soil to undocumented parents. Also, as a congressman, Mike Pence voted in favor of a bill that would have allowed for the detention of undocumented immigrants seeking hospital treatment. And that's what we're seeing right now with the Trump administration. They're going after immigrants when the immigrants are at their uh, at their lowest point, when they're at their most uh, amount of need, whether it be hospitals or perhaps a uh, a um, a uh, wife and mother is trying to go and get a restraining order against a husband or a boyfriend. Um uh, because of physical abuse, they'll go to the courtrooms and arrest them there. They are attacking these immigrant groups when they are in the most amount of need. And it, it is it is unbelievable. It is completely unacceptable. So when you talk about you being an immigrant, uh, marrying in so you no longer need your DACA card. By the way, your DACA card would basically be, it's, it, it's not irrelevant yet. Um, but it's a good thing you married and got full citizenship because they will be stripping away uh, the DACA rights. Uh, of children. There's absolutely no denying that. Um, but wh- when it comes to your parents, I mean, Mike Pence, he's on the front lines of policy. He's creating these policies that Jeff Sessions is currently, um, you know, acting out all across the country. States' rights are absolutely gone when it comes to immigration, uh, as we see with them trying to cut the funding for New York City because it's a sanctuary city. Meanwhile, we pay over $300,000 a day to house Melania and, uh, and Baron Trump. And so let's go on to abortion now. I mean, this is uh, Mike Pence's record really just cannot be any worse uh, when it comes to abortion specifically. I mean, if you're pro-life, obviously you, you, you like what the man is doing, I suppose. But if you're pro-choice or as you mentioned, you said you had an abortion. Again, just imagine if Mike Pence's world actually came to fruition. If he had all of his policies through, currently your sister is being tortured in a a gay conversion therapy, Uh, your parents are being arrested because they got injured and they had to go to the hospital, and now you were pregnant and you wanted to get an abortion, but uh, Mike Pence said he'd like to see Roe v. Wade on the ash heap of history. He would like to see it on the ash heap of history. He also voted... Uh, Governor Pence funneled $3.5 million in Indiana's temporary assistance for needy families. And now this, is, this was assistance uh, intended to go to families with children. And he funneled that money to crisis pregnancy centers, which counsel women against having abortions. So he wasn't, you know, it, it's just the classic argument where they are uh, pro-life until the child is born. And then they 
cut them loose, and they give them nothing. $3.5 million. Why did he funnel $3.5 million from a program that was helping out families with children to go into a program that encouraged women to have more children? You wonder if he, thought, uh, if he might think uh, having children is a nice way uh, for women to stay out of public life. So, I mean, this guy, in basically every single way that you're talking about, you wouldn't be able to. You, you would not be able to have the life that you have right now if Mike Pence's policies were actually enacted, um, or, or throughout all fifty states. And quite frankly, we're very concerned that some of them are coming, uh, as we're seeing now with Jeff Sessions and his immigration stance. And then you also mention war. So this is where we got another situation with Mike Pence. Um, they are in North Korea. North Korea, obviously, they just had a massive military parade. They, they uh, presented all of their weapons, all of their missiles. I firmly do believe some of those missiles were paper mache. Uh, however, that is fine. Uh, it was a failed, there was a failed missile test uh, immediately following the North Korean military parade. I, I do uh, agree with my sentiment that the North Koreans are in the waning days, acting like the waning days of a cult right now. Uh, very Um Shinrikyo-esque just waiting uh, to get the sarin gas on the trains and cause mass amount of violence and death. When it comes to foreign policy, Mike Pence is no dove. Uh, They are abandoning the strategic patience uh, policy that has been around for about 20, 30 years. Now, granted, North Korea is a massive uh, issue. I mean, there's no denying that. Something must be done when it comes to North Korea. Uh, Militarily, uh, a military strike on North Korea would lead into a Huge quagmire because, again, they are fatalistic. They are in the waning days. They, are, they will uh, happily die for their country slash their cult philosophy. So in every single argument that you made of how Mike Pence would be better than Donald Trump, I have to, I have to argue with you uh, because if you just look at his record, I mean, this man is an extremist a, on, on basically everything. Uh, so anyway, so that's my uh, that's my little take on Mike Pence. Thank you so much for the email. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll see what these next four years bring. Um, all right. Hail yourself. Thanks for writing in. All right. Let's move on. The next email comes in from Kristen. Uh, this one is entitled. The subject is more government overreach. OK. The email reads, dude. The parish of Bossier in Louisiana, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I'm going to say Bossier in Louisiana is installing license plate cameras to catch people driving without insurance. Sheriff Julian Whittington lamented paying an extra $600 a year in underinsured motorist insurance as part of his full coverage policy because one in five motorists in Louisiana choose to drive without insurance. The rate of uninsured drivers quoted at 20% by Sheriff Whittington correlates almost directly with the poverty rate of 19.9% of households in 2014 for the state of Louisiana. One ticket for driving without insurance can cost over $400. A driver getting to work uh, could potentially get five or more tickets per week in this scenario. The idea of installing these cameras and then charging people more than a week's worth of pay for a ticket is going to have the opposite effect that the sheriff is seeking. You're going to see people going to jail, losing their jobs and not paying these tickets, thus not earning the parish any money, and creating a greater financial burden on the community. It's terrifying, to be sure. They're going, to a- they're going after our country's most vulnerable citizens one nickel and dime 
at a time. And I'll tell you, that's exactly what we saw in Ferguson, Missouri as well, when officers would play games to see how many low-level citations, how many citations they could give uh, 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 in a single stop. It's quite remarkable. I was just wondering your thoughts on this as someone who's looking to run for office. Yes, they should have insurance, but conditioning us to be more co- to be comfortable being monitored and to turn our backs on the poor feels sinister to, sinister to me. I apologize for the length of this email. Thank you for the entertainment. Abling's top hat, last podcast on the left, and the round table of gentlemen are part of my daily work day soundtrack. I'm excited to see what happens with your campaign. And Kristen, well, thank you so much uh, for your kind words. And uh, yes, I'm excited. We're going to have a great year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, basically, the Bossier Parish Sheriff's Office, they are installing 44 license plate cameras on major roadways throughout the parish with the intent of targeting uninsured motorists. But now, of course, they're also going to be uh, targeting uh, people with warrants and other things like that. Sheriff Julian Winnington says nearly one in five Louisiana residents are currently driving without insurance, putting other drivers at risk. He also says the use of the advanced technology will allow law enforcement to cite uninsured drivers who cause law-abiding citizens to have increased insurance rates. The plan is part of the parish's community safety program. The camera, basically what the camera does is the camera takes pictures of the plates of every driver going through intersections. And keep that in mind, every driver, every single driver, and let's just say circumstances in life happens. Uh, Perhaps your insurance has lapsed and you're unaware of it. Uh, Perhaps you haven't renewed your insurance right on time. And regardless if you are insured or not insured, it is a massive data collection operation. A huge data collection under the guise of finding people who are uninsured. If the sheriff office if the sheriff's office determines they do not have insurance, a citation will be mailed to them. If they are able to provide proof of insurance, their citation will be waived. Failure to pay the citation within 45 days results in a warrant for their arrest. Unbelievable. Whittington believes that this is a less invasive way of fighting a, a persisting infraction. The citation requires no traffic stops by the sheriff's office. He also wants to make clear that the cameras are not red light cameras. Their primary goal is citing uninsured motorists. This is a quote from him. If you own a vehicle and you drive it on a public street, a public highway in Louisiana, you have to have insurance. And I don't disagree with him on that. I don't. I think it's important that you have insurance. If you hit somebody else and you don't have insurance, that other person is completely screwed. Okay. It doesn't matter if Santa Claus is driving. You don't have to prove who the driver is. Whittington says these cameras will also be extremely helpful in fighting crime. This is what I'm talking about right here. He's calling this a side benefit, a side benefit. I have a feeling this is why they want to put these cameras in and the The distraction is to catch uninsured uh, motorists. In reality, he says, a side benefit, a side benefit, if you will, is crime, said Whittington. These things are set up if we have an Amber Alert, a kidnapping, a bank robbery, whatever. We get a license plate number of the suspect vehicle programmed into these cameras, and boom, they drive up here to Benton Road and Viking. We know it. 
We are on it. Also, what if they're an illegal immigrant? Okay, interesting enough to point that out. Bossy Air Parish had four of these cameras installed to, for a test run over the past few months, and they were able to catch two suspects in different criminal investigations using this technology. So they're not just using this to catch uninsured motorists. It's a complete and utter lie. It's a complete and utter misnomer, and it is without a doubt Orwellian. In in one case, a Texas couple had gone on a crime spree stealing copper from cell phone tower sites uh, from Oklahoma to Louisiana in early 2016. In Bossier Parish alone, they stole about 1,000 pounds of copper worth about $40,000 from four different cell phone towers. Uh, Bossier Parish detectives were working with law enforcement agencies in five counties in Oklahoma and other jurisdictions in uh, the northwest Louisiana to catch the suspects. And boom, this technology was able to help catch those suspects. After a four-month investigation, the trial license plate reader caught the tags of the thieves. The couple was arrested and charged with seven counts of simple burglary. Last summer, BPSO detectives arrested a man wanted for a half a dozen robbings of sub way restaurants. His crime spree went over five state lines, but it ended when deputies utilized the license plate reader to locate the thief. Okay, so this is this is not just about the uninsured. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, maybe you have a warrant out that you were not aware of for your arrest. Next thing you know, your license plate is in the system. They, it is, the fact of the matter is, it is these huge sweeps of information that is really uh, the issue. That is, uh, you, you've done nothing wrong. You're a law-abiding citizen. And the next thing you know, your license plate is put into a database just as if you're one of the criminals that you, uh, you know, so happily think that you're not. Uh, and then, of course, you change a law here or there. Next thing you know, uh, you have found yourself breaking some kind of law. The BPSO has not released the locations of where these readers will be, but says that they will be located on major thoroughfares throughout the parish. Currently, they say there are two on Highway 2 and two on Highway 3 in plain dealing uh, which is the town, they hope to have all 44 installed in the next four to five months. This is government overreach, to say the least, Kristen. I completely agree with you on that. And yes, there will be uh, some good things that come from it. If there is a kidnapping, without a doubt, uh, go above and beyond uh, to find those perpetrators. But we already have cameras that are doing those sorts of things. So this is just another invasive tactic that local police precincts are using in order to pilfer funds from their constituents, from the civilians, uh, to then go back uh, into the municipalities, go back into the police precincts, uh, so then they can continue to uh, build up their own arsenals. Uh, this is absolutely uh, ridiculous and a complete and utter invasion of privacy. The Fourth Amendment uh, does not, not apply any longer uh, to the vast majority of Americans, and it's truly atrocious. So I'm completely against uh, this technology. The 44 secret locations that they will be set up uh, will be used to, to track law-abiding citizens on a daily basis, on a minute-to-minute basis. And then when do they want to flip it? You know, when do they want to go after you? They're going to have all of your information. They have your license plate. There's retina can uh, cameras, uh, uh, retina scan cameras popping up all over New York City. I mean, there's facial recognition cameras. There is no more freedom, and it is horrible.
All right. Well, thank you so much for writing in, Kristen. And uh, I hope that everything works out in Bossier Parish. I'll keep an eye out and uh, and let me know how the uh, how the program goes. All right, Louisiana, get it together. Um, okay. Thank you so much for writing in. All right, let's do one more. This one comes in from Kyle. Thank you for writing in, Kyle. Uh, this the, the subject is Syria Strike. He writes, Hi, Ben, long-time listener, but I've never felt the need to write an email until the Syrian strike. It's got me freaked out. Military action is the, hey, look over there tactic bad regimes use to consolidate power. Trump is already making moves to empower the many military advisors in his cabinet, and a lot of world powers are applauding the strike. I mean, at least 11 major countries have made statements of various levels of support, and the mainstream media love it when shit blows up. I don't think this is going to end well, i.e. 2003, 2004. And you're right about the mainstream loving it when things blow up. There's no denying that. Uh, they, it's great for the ratings. It's great for their the, the people, uh, the sponsors of their television networks. Uh, it gives them something to talk about at the end of the day. Anyway, I know this is long already, but I think anyone who supports the kind of unilateral strike on a sovereign nation like in Syria needs to be asked whether they'd support the same kind of action in the Philippines. Durate is genociding the poor and the mentally ill. Drug addiction isn't a choice in his country and getting away with it. But hey, I guess he's not a Muslim, so who cares, right? Love the show, Kyle. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I mean, obviously, Assad's an, a, a horrible leader, and uh, the things that he's done are, are beyond the pale, totally unreasonable, and uh, should never in any uh, way be praised. But what are we going to do? The foreign intervention. Are we going to go into Mexico, literally a nation ran by the drug cartels? Are we going to go into the Philippines, as you mentioned here, the countless other nations that have horrible dictators? Uh, uh, that are run by atrocious re uh, regimes? Are we going to start attacking all of them? Donald Trump does not have a war doctrine. We just dropped a 22,000-pound bomb, the mother of all bombs, as we talked about on the last episode of Abe Lincoln's Top Hat in uh, Afghanistan. We also killed 18 allies in a, in a recent bombing in Syria. And, of course, the original Syrian strike on the air, play, uh, on the, uh, on the air base, which was theoretically holding, holding the chemical weapons, although, again, they warned the Syrians, they warned uh, the Russians, and there's a great likelihood the chemical weapons were removed. What's, what's that going to do? There is no end game to oust Assad. Uh, Trump wants Assad in office. He needs him in power because who's filling that vacuum? And what I'm seeing right now with the glorification and the fetishization of war is disheartening and it should be alarming to people. The fact that Donald Trump was able to get his poll numbers up to 50%, uh, previously at 35%, solely because he killed people should send a chill down individual spines. Of course, 35 ISIS members were killed in Afghanistan. Now, how many more did you create? And also, how do we know that they were ISIS? They're, the news media, did they just tell you it was 35 ISIS members? Okay. Any kind of documentation about that? Any Anything to prove that? None. There is no backup for it because this is where the this is where the news media turns a blind eye because it's in their best interest to have war 
all the time. And people are talking about, oh, let's. this is going to start World War III. You can't start World War III if World War II is still going on. We're 16 years into the longest war in American history. This isn't starting World War III. This is a continuation of our Iraq War and, um, and, and, and what's happening in Syria. So if anything, you could argue... Uh, the Middle East war now going into its, uh, yeah, going into its 17th year um, is uh, the worst foreign policy blunder in the history of the United States. And, of course, that blunder began with Debbie and it's continued on uh, amongst now three presidents of the United States. So, I mean, the the rally around the flag uh, effect, I mean, I understand it completely. Americans want to feel patriotic, and we want to see things blow up. We want to see our military be powerful around the world. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump uh, does not have the ability or the knowledge to go in and have a uh, a war doctrine policy that is rational, that's actually going to lead to a um, a future peace. You know, bombs through peace, it's never made sense to me. It's never made sense to me one bit. So we'll see what happens in Syria. We're going to follow that very closely. And now that Steve Bannon is gone, as we talked about on the last episode, now that Bannon is gone... Uh, we're going to see a much more hawkish Donald Trump. Uh, Politico had a uh, article uh, called, um, I believe it was Donald uh, Rodham Clinton, uh, because his foreign policy is now looking very similar to the Clinton doctrine, which is playing into the notion that there it's there is no choice in America. The establishment will always win. The the, the alt-right and so many people who voted for Donald Trump thought that he was going to be the one to stand up to the establishment and maintain uh, isolationist policies to benefit, and, uh, to benefit Americans and focus on this country. And now we're seeing that, no, at the end of the day, Donald Trump, and this should not be a surprise to anyone, but Donald Trump is just like every other politician, gets into office and changes policy 180. Now, of course, you do get new information. So I understand. And again, I understand being pragmatic. I'm a very pragmatic man. You don't know certain things. you, uh, And so you hold one point of view. And then, oh, you find out new stuff uh, that might alter that point of view. Okay, I don't have a problem with that necessarily. Talk to the constituents. Talk to the American people. Let us understand why. Why did you do this? At this point, I think the boy wants to see things go boom, and that's not a reason to kill and end lives overseas. And continue us entrenched in the longest war in American history. So, he's happy right now. The Russian connection is gone, uh, or at least it's eroding. His poll numbers are up. The narrative is all about how he's a strong, decisive leader, even though he has no policy. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for writing in. That was a wonderful email. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love getting the emails. Email me at BenK721 at gmail.com. That is BenK721 at gmail.com. And go to BK4BK.com if you want to donate to my campaign for Brooklyn Borough President. We're going to have a lot of fun. And let me know uh, if you guys are out there running. Let me know, and we we can blast it out here on the show and try to help out in any way possible. All right. Hail yourselves, everyone, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.